Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, our new actual play D&D podcast. I'm Greg Dykes, your DM, and with me is John Hole or Percival Silverlight. Hello. Hi. How are you, Greg? I'm good, thank you very much. I'm very good. Excited for uh, our new podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much to our listeners for your support. Yes, thank you. And for coming to coming to listen to our little D&D podcast. Uh, yeah. We hope you've enjoyed the initial episodes, and I hope, John, you've been enjoying playing the campaign. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably should be noted that we're actually recording this before we've officially released anything. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we don't so know what's happened. <laughs> no idea No idea who might be listening to this. However, hopefully, for those few uh, poor souls, I'm sure, that have decided to listen to this, first of all, thank you so much for your support. Um, really means a lot to us to have you here listening. Um, if you enjoy what your ears are about to hear, please subscribe and leave us a lovely review. Yeah, absolutely. If possible, if somebody wants to even write a, a really beautiful review of our efforts, then who knows, we might even read it out. Oh, that would be lovely, yeah. yeah lovely for us. Do, definitely do a shout-out. Yeah, lovely for us. <laughs> and lovely for you, if you want to hear your name uh, uh, said by this sultry voice. However, one thing for those of you who have played Tomb of Annihilation, and I'm sure there are many of you out there, no spoilers, please, as uh, none of my players know any of the secrets of Chort. It is also, I think, probably a note of, of saying as well, it's sort of to bear with us on the audio. Um, our initial audio quality, I think you would, you would agree with me, John, that it does have a tendency to uh, to get a bit staticky. Things do get better, so keep listening. <laughs> if not for the adventure, then for, as we say, the, the better sounding voices. Well, without further ado, enjoy listening to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges. Adventure. of Percival Silverlight. After responding to the request for help from former adventurer merchant Central Sylvain, I have found myself in the company of two more adventurers, Zibby, a human cleric of Thor, and Siloquy, a half-elf monk. We were tasked with finding the source of a death curse plaguing Faerun. Syndra teleported us to the land of Chult, a savage and inhospitable land filled with jungles, dungeons, and apparently the source of this death curse. Upon arriving, we were greeted by another host, a merchant prince by the name Waikanga, and a native Chalton druid by the name of Rana. Rana was also to join our party and act as our guide for our initial forays into the Chalton jungles. We were briefed by Wakanga and Syndra on the Death Curse. It has a name. The Soulmonger. Past expeditions looked for the Soulmonger and failed. We were given a journal which was recovered during one of these failed expeditions, which detailed the possible existence 
of a shield guardian as well as its control rod. Rana claimed that the rod was in the hands of a goblin chieftainess in their village that apparently flies. After an evening of rest, we set out to the Temple of Sevras, where we were told to find Grandfather Zetembe, a spiritual leader who may have information pertaining to the Death Curse. Upon arriving, we found Zetembe in the clutches of a rowdy group of individuals. Zibi stepped in to help and we found ourselves in our first skirmish. We held our own until Zibi was struck down. I managed to scare away our attackers and Grandfather Zitembe and his people took Zibi to be healed. Grandfather Zitembe was certainly grateful for the party stepping in and offered us some more information. We learned of Artus Simba, a member of the Harpers, and the individual being sought out by the Zentarim, the ones I scared off. The first group sent to locate the Death Curse requested help from Grandfather Zetembe and never returned. Zetembe says that they were unable to discover much anyway. We met his student Inet, who suffered from disturbing dreams regarding red men overshadowed by the heart of Obtau, a semi-mythical object in the Aldani Basin, deep in the jungle. After asking Grandfather Zetembe to look into a few matters for us, we visited the harbour to start inquiring about potential work. It seems our time in Chult will be anything but boring. Undoubtedly, more adventures await us. Thank you, thank you. So we're going to so we're going to meet uh, Lerick. You wave to the to the harbour master's assistants, and you sort of you turn and you wander back up through the streets. You again you come up back into the sort of fancier districts of the city, and as you sort of walk along the harbour side, you can uh, to give you give you more of an idea of the layout. As you look across uh, Portney and Zara, you see that it's basically built up um, in between a couple of hills. Mm-hmm. So uh, so this uh, this one here where the Temple of Severas is, this one is one of the hills. This is the one you're about to go back up again. Yeah. Um, and you can see a number of these hills are joined by large arched walkways. So you can see there is a large red building on top of the hill over here, um, which has a sort of yellowish roof. Yeah. But across the harbour, you can also see two more hills, uh, which are actually even larger than the two you're climbing up. This one has a whole bunch of stone walls surrounding it. Looks a little bit like the Colosseum. And you also have quite a marvel. This one down here, uh, on the tallest hill in the city, is a stunning sort of white dome uh, with a dazzlingly gold roof, uh, which almost sort of like shines like a beacon in the uh, in the sunlight from above. That looks nice. It does indeed. Just to, just to give you a bit more flavour. So looking at this as well, where they both are. So the one with the what you said this bit of Colosseum. That's near where the tavern and stuff is, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, so, so the tavern, the tavern's down, down here. Yeah, and would that not be quicker? Coliseum. So, would it not be quicker to go from there across here? No, because okay, that's a no, harbour chain. That's a that's a harbour chain, so you won't be able to get across there. Oh, I couldn't work out what it was. Okay, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah no, just that's yeah, that's. I was just going to say it's um, I mean, it's uh, in medieval times they'd have a thick chain they'd hang just below the waterline, so pirates and things can't sail Game in. Game of Thrones. In. Ah, yeah, and cool. steal things in the night. I mean, you could, in theory, 
climb across it if you were like super athletic, but in the waves and stuff, I'm not sure it's a good idea. Yeah. Give it, give it, give it time and an evil enough DM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, your monk skills to test. So, as you sort of head across, you you see this this site of the city uh, sort of laid out before you, and you sort of you sort of make your way back up through the uh, merchants' ward. You realise um, of the city. You find yourselves at the uh, at the house of Lyric Deshland, and while it's while it's called a house, it's effectively it's a very uh, it's a very sort of uh, a very pucker public house. Essentially, this is sort of like this is more like a hotel. It's not one residence. It's sort of it's open. There's a reception. The guards that are standing there, they're a bit lax. You know, they're not the cream of the crop, so to speak. But they're you know they're there. They're being present and guarding the entrance. And you're led through to the sitting room where you are met met by a man who is. Uh, is clearly not from Chult. For one thing, for one thing, he's uh, he's pale-skinned, uh, golden hair, and very clearly not acclimatized to the heat. He's sort of sweating profusely, um, but sort of trying to put on a brave face. He's not completely just like. Oh. You can see there's a lot like sticking to his back. And he says, uh, "Hello, my name is uh, Leric Dashland. Very nice to meet you all." Ah, Mr. Dashland, and I go up, shake his hand vigorously. Oh. And uh, say, oh, yes, and Percival Silverlight. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of me. I'm sure you're charmed. Yes. Mm. Uh, Percival Silverlight. That, yes. that that rings a bell, but I just I can't place the the name. Uh, well-known explorer, adventurer, extraordinaire. Oh, the half elf. Yes. yes, the half elf. Indeed. Oh, Indeed. yes. I, I, it's a shame. I, I'm afraid I've never read your books. That's okay. There's still time. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> I understand. I understand you and your compatriots who are here to uh, to help uh, to help me with my uh, my little request. Mr. Dashland, yes, I'm Siliqui. Um, we saw your advertisement beautifully Siliqui. placed. Siliqui. Not Ko. Yes. Oh, I. I have to say, what a what an honour! And he sort of he, he almost immediately just kind of like brushes off uh, Percival and just immediately wrings Celebrity's hand. Just uh, just sort of say, just kind of like, oh, it's it is such an honour to meet I, you. Uh, it, uh, well, thank you. You really don't need one, to, though. Uh, it's that's so, all of that was so long ago. I was so sorry to hear of 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 Phoenix passing. It's it it. I won't lie. It has been difficult, but. We will. He he won't be in vain. Indeed, indeed, and I can only assume that you you've continued his his proud work. I I I struggled. I'm not going to uh, lie. However, I am now on on a mission to to honour him in any way I can. Of course, of course. But but we digress. I I. I um, yes, you've seen my advert for the uh, uh, for the for the map. Um, yes, uh, do you do you do you by chance have a map of Chalt? Um, do we have or being back out of character again? We don't have a map, do we? Um, I, no. yes, you do we actually. Were given something. Yes, you yeah. do. Oh, we you have, uh, <laughs> we you were have given the, one. You have the player's map. Uh, would you like to have a look at it just to remind yourself what it looks like? Yes, that would be useful. Thank you. <laughs> of course, yes. Right, I'm just moving you to the player's map. Players, man. Players, man. So, Percival, how do you uh, how do you feel about this? 
how do I feel about this? Well, I, I, I just, uh, I just pretend it hasn't happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the armor of contempt, the best, yes, the best form of armor. <laughs> Hold it in contempt, and it cannot hurt you. Uh, so uh, yes, I might I raise my eyebrow at uh, soliloquy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that keeps. See, two two people have got eyebrows here, you know. <laughs> I then, I then, um, in turn, look back at Zippy, raise my eyebrow, and say, "He just doesn't get it, does he?" <laughs> this uh, this this exchange kind of goes over Lyric's head as he uh, as he sort of ushers you to uh, to seat yourselves, and uh, yeah, he asks you, do, "Do do you have a map?" We have a very vague one. Um, we don't have a lot of detail on there yet, but any any help or any um, additional details you can give us to help us on a quest would be amazing. Leric, uh, Leric takes the takes the map from you and uh, sort of pours over it eagerly. Um, but after a few minutes, he he, he frowns and he says, uh, "Alas, this is. I'm afraid. While this is a uh, honestly quite a uh, quite an extensive map of uh, the lands of Cholt, um, unfortunately, this isn't well." This isn't quite complete enough, I'm afraid. Uh, you see, the Lord's Alliance, they require certain... And he sort of has a bit of a uh, bit of a sort of like look back and back and forth to see if uh, anybody is overhearing him. Uh, have a certain uh, interest um, in in places within Cholt. Um, what... Can I, what we... can, I, can I take an insight check to see if I, if I have if I have ever heard or encountered anyone in amongst any of the travellers and things I might have met in the jungle about the Lord's Alliance? Uh, yes, of course, by all means. However, you will have to roll it with disadvantage, Rana. Uh, this, will, this will be something that you're unlikely to have heard of. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Three. <laughs> I mean, I'll roll again in case I get lower. Hold on. I mean, yep, you know, may as well. Let's see if you get a one. Yay! Two, got oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> two. Um, dice, the dice giveth and the dice giveth away. <laughs> um, so yes, not not brilliant. Not incredible, I'm afraid. Uh, yes, this person is is a complete unknown to you, I'm afraid. Um, as as pretty much is the Lord's Alliance. You are pretty much blind as a bat when it comes to who who these people are or what their significance is. You can tell from his body language that he clearly thinks a lot of himself, and you probably hold him in contempt because of your uh, your particular like view on life. But now I'm afraid, yeah, you won't be able to recall any information. Okay, that's fair enough. Yep. Uh, Mister Mister Dashant, or would you prefer me to call you Leric? Oh, Leric will do just fine. Lovely. Uh, so, Leric, um, we Did you just call him a dog. Sorry. <laughs> Da- it's Dash. Well, dash it's Dash. Dash Lind. <laughs> dash Lind. Uh, dash Lind. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are about to embark on an adventure and um, a quest, going around Chalt, looking for something very, very particular, which will take us in the depths of Chalt. We are hoping, in our uh, whilst on our adventure, to come up with the most conclusive mm. and detailed map for you. Um, from first-hand experience in every area. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fascinating. I will advise you. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, well, 
the Lord's Alliance, as I say, they have a very specific need for this map, I'm afraid. Um, and could you share that with us? Of course, is. of course. I, just let me finish my conversation. Um, the, <laughs> Sorry. It, he, uh, he says to you, the land of Cholt, as I'm sure, well, perhaps perhaps you are aware, perhaps you're not, but the land of Cholt has, has much in the way of, uh, shall we say, uh, lost lost knowledge and lost mm, treasure, perhaps. You see, the Lord's Alliance are wanting to extend their their influence in Cholt and to find uh, certain certain locations that have been lost to time before other, uh, shall we say, uh, less worthy um, organizations uh, find it. I see on this map, of course, you have the ruins of the great city Mesro uh, marked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do we? Uh, do you? Pretty sure you do. There's, there's Ataz Kalaka, there's Ayas Mesro, there's Kiersabal, Ataz Ikwazi, and mm-hmm. Bala. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, I did just double check again. I was I was pretty sure, thank God, I haven't given something away. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, so, yes, so the city of Mesro is currently being uh, uh, not so much um, investigated as ransacked by those heathens, the Flaming Fist. But uh, the Lord's Alliance has gained intelligence of two locations uh, that we are rather keen to find within Cholt. So where is... um, Are you able to do a pingy thing to show us where the ruins of Ezra that you're saying? Do we know where they are yet? Uh, Sorry, yes, I am am doing a pingy thing. Yep, they are are here. At at Kitcher's Inlet. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, yep. Right. So that is the that is the ruins of Mesro. Um, but the Lords Alliance are. We are specifically looking for the ruins of. Uh, now let's see if I can pronounce these correctly. Uh, the ruins of Nangalore, and Urulunga. Ruins of Nangalore. Did you say? Yep. Nangalore. Nangalore. And, and where's the other one? Uh, Urulunga. Does does Rana recognise either of these names? Uh, You would not, I'm afraid, Rana. That's all right. um, Oh, actually, actually, no. Make me, make me a history check. History check. Yeah, I'm on a minus one for history. That's a four. Yeah. Yeah. No. These are these are (laughs) these are these are a bunch of syllables stitched together. Would (laughs) Siliquy have heard of any of this with her adventures? Uh, no, and okay. I'm not. I'm not going to make you guys roll for that either. That's not something you would um, yeah. you would have heard of or or know okay. uh, at this point. Okay, fair enough. Uh, these ruins in question, uh, the Lords Alliance have uh, received intelligence that these places hold both ancient wisdom and uh, certain certain uh, interesting uh, specimens that the Lords Alliance are keen to uh, shall we say appropriate what can you tell us about um uh, anything any knowledge that you have so far of where um maybe even in which um what direction of chalk that the ruins of Nangalore or, or Alonga my dear are? my dear if i could if i could tell you that then i wouldn't require you to bring me a map so you're completely still in the dark at where they are at all Unfortunately so. I am, I am afraid, uh, a bit of a, uh, shall we say, um, uh, noob 
uh, when it comes to uh, <laughs> when it uh, when it when it comes to these matters, I myself have only been in Chort the past couple of weeks or so, and I am afraid, uh, beyond knowing the names of what I am looking for, I I have no further information. The only thing that I can tell you is that these ruins were once ancient cities of the Cholton Empire that once stretched this land. For for more information, perhaps, maybe, perhaps maybe a guide that is more knowledgeable of the jungle's secrets. Uh, but so far, my, my, my request for a map or information has gone mostly unanswered. Right. And can I just double check here? What exactly are you looking for here? You said, um, I don't know, something there... Treasures. Lerick basically says to you that uh, it's common knowledge that Cholt had a wide-spanning empire that was both rich in resources, um, but also in the many, uh, the many varied, interesting specimens, both sort of flora and fauna of the jungle. Um, it's also known. So specimens. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's it, it's tricky. He's because he's using sort of flowery language to describe to basically say that. Actually, give me an inside check. An inside check. Yes. Okay. Uh, with advantage. Okay. So uh, insight with advantage. Mm -hmm. well, that's a four. So that's lucky. That's in it with advantage. Let's make it better. Seventeen. That's a straight seventeen. Okay. Okay. Right. Yep. So you know enough posh speak, shall we say, um, that yep. what the Lord's Alliance want is treasure. They have heard that there is yep. treasure in a couple of ruins, they have the name, um, and they are basically asking people to uh, to go and find these ruins for them and essentially give them the rights to, you know, uh, salvage, shall we say, uh, those treasures from it. Okay. Okay. And as he says, in exchange, they, the Lord's Alliance is willing to exchange a sailing ship, all of your own, with which you can, uh, you can obviously chart a course around uh, Chort and perhaps make it easier to penetrate the southern reaches of the uh, peninsula. Okay. Okay. So maybe that's something so, we could do a bit later once we've earned a bit more money to be better off. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the areas that need mapping are just really the ruins. It's not the entirety of Joel. Yeah, he's sort of like, of course, you know, the more information you can gather, the better. Um, but if you can specifically find these ruins for him and show on a map uh, that is honest, which he says he will want to verify that it is an honest mapping of these ruins, he will be happy to, on behalf of the Lord's Alliance, uh, trade you a sailing ship for that map. Again, it doesn't have to be your map, so you don't have to, like, give up your map. If you can give him, like, a copy, he'd be happy to uh, accept that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Any other questions just now? Um, he, uh, Lerick is clearly sort of feeling a bit like he's he's explained enough for you Does, to get the gist um, of what he wants. So, yep. Lerick, yeah. are you able... Is there anything you can give us that may assist us in building this? For example, do you have any cartography tools or anything that or a compass or anything that we may find useful well <laughs> we don't know where the fuck we are <laughs> I'm, not entirely sure, I'm not entirely sure what the uh, what the what the status of compasses in uh, in the forgotten realms is um, there's a the sun north for us, that way is there yeah, yeah. um 
Certainly, I think if we were to be a bit more jovial about it, technically speaking, I think Rana is your compass. Okay. Yep. <laughs> he will probably be able to quite easily define which way is north. In the way of help, the Lords Alliance are willing to give you the materials to create this map. They do have those uh, tools on hand. Um, basically, what this will mean is that as long as you guys are making notes on the map, you will be able to sort of come back and... So the, the map itself that you have is fairly accurate, you know, minus the whole bunch of blank spaces. Yeah, sure. But if you essentially sort of marked on it roughly where you were when you found each of the items, the Lords Alliance would be able to then make a second map from that. You guys don't actually need to be, like, drawing out the map as you go. As long as you can accurately work out where you are and mark down what it is you found, you would be able to sort of, like, give that knowledge to somebody else if you chose to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just quickly, what was the name of the city where the flaming fists were again? Mesro. Mesro, which is uh, this one over here. And uh, just, uh, just, just one other thing. Um, uh, who are the flaming fists? Well, the flaming fists are, uh, of course, I, I assume you have only recently arrived in Chult. Um I don't know what kind of accent that was. You've got about two weeks on us, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> the, flaming, the flaming fists are an organisation of, uh, of mercenaries from Baldur's Gate. Uh, they arrived some months back and set up a set up a fort, um, Fort Bellarand, which uh, is over here. Fort Bellend. <laughs> Fort Belleron, <laughs> or however you're supposed to pronounce that name. Um, Belleron? Is that an I in there? Yeah, I think the city of Port Nianzaro has effectively no political or military presence outside of the city walls itself. The Flaming Fist uh, have essentially laid claim to this whole um, eastern portion, right the way down to Mesro. Mm -hmm. And essentially, like the Lords Alliance, they are building up their influence in Chalton. They're doing salvage operations. They are trying to find areas and ruins of interest and essentially plunder them for anything that they happen to have. That is because, as I say, the majority of this is all sort of is wilderness. It's untamed uh, jungle. And so nobody really has the rights, so to speak, to any of it. Basically, they're evil archaeologists. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, they are. They are essentially. They are. Yeah, it, it, colonial might also be the term. Uh, because uh, <laughs> yes, they are definitely. They are definitely sort of uh, extending their uh, their their reach. But of course, that word banded about is a little hypocritical, as the Lord of the Lions is effectively trying to do the same thing. They were just a little. Uh, they were a little bit later on the uptake. Okay. Okay. So yeah, as long as we can come back with an honest. Uh, description of where these things are then mm -hmm. we might get a boat you might get a boat yes which would have you could obviously you could sell that sailing boat if you wanted to or you could as i say make use of that to uh, charter a voyage to other areas of chalk which might make it a lot easier because you bypass the uh, jungle we could always go to those other areas then sell it afterwards mm-hmm Right, so uh, unless there's any other questions you have for uh, Leric, he essentially uh, bids you good day and uh, wishes you well with your expeditions. Uh, thank you, mm -hmm. thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, next time I'm round, I'll bring a book for you. Mm -hmm. 
as you leave, uh, you notice that a second group of not the same, but similar sort of like looking, they look like adventurers are essentially coming in and they greet Lerik in the same sort of way. Um, and you can again, you can tell this is something again, it's an open, it's an open request for information. So you get the feeling there might be, there might be other people also trying to find these places in order to gain the sailing ship. Okay, so we just kind of, I slightly glare at them in a kind of it's as though it's another interviewee that you've seen and it's a bit awkward. I was just yeah. thinking, it's like, it's like that scene in um, Shaun of the Dead, that's the one, uh, where the two groups meet each other and they're almost like polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like I'd just like to say that you shouldn't you know you, you shouldn't glare at the group which probably comprises the backup characters that <laughs> hey, I haven't I haven't totally glared I'm just looking like mm, just who are you, guys? you. It's, I'm, it's, 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 I'm a, guessing that's the D team it's gonna be a tip number um, five <laughs> <laughs> yes, he said he got some cash for us the day after tomorrow. Some of them, they're, they're all talking about uh, Syndra Sylvain as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where are you guys going to go? You're sort of you're back out onto the streets again. Uh, it's now sort of like the sun's uh, past middle of the sky, um, so it's sort of like early afternoon kind of time. Where would you like to go? What would you like to do? What sort of time is it? So early lunchtime sort of time? Or? Yeah, sort of midday, early afternoon, um, yeah. max. Perhaps you guys, you've, you haven't had anything since your uh, snakes on a stick this morning. If you're feeling particularly peckish, you could uh, have a wander down to the Grand Souk, see if you can find yourself something to eat. Um, how far is the walk from there to the Grand Souk? Uh, so you guys on the map, I put you on the map of Nianzara, yeah, the Grand Souk is this building over here. I say building, yeah. it's a tent. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys are currently over here. Okay. Well, that's on that's on the way down towards the dye maker, isn't it? Yeah. The colorish. So uh, yes. we stop off for a nibble mm-hmm. on the way. Mm-hmm. That can't hurt. Sounds good to me. All good. Yeah, I do enjoy we, a nibble. We might be able to have a quick glance at the prices of certain things as well, Like even if we can't get them at the moment. If we happen to go past a stall that happens to us, yeah. it's useful, we can look at the prices. As you wander down, you hear a shout from behind you, just, Stop! Thief! And you sort of turn, and you see that this gentleman uh, from about 30 feet behind you is yelling after a young boy who is running, pretty much just like trying to dart around you guys as you walk through an hour of passageway. Um, right, okay. I will, um, I, I'll try and lunge forward and grab him as he runs by. Okie dokie. Um, give me a. Uh, give me an acrobatics. Okie dokie. One acrobatics. Roll of 12 plus 4, 16. Hold on one second while I just get out my dice. Why did I not do this earlier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot of dice just fell out of my bag. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a roll, was no, it? Like, Jesus, how did I fucking go? Super dexterous. All right, so Rana, you uh, you do manage to grab the young boy. He's got dirt on his face, and uh, as you as you come back, your muscular arm comes in and just immediately sort of like stops him dead. I uh, just sort of like, oh, so, oh, and he's just kind of layered, just kind of like, let go of me, let go of me. Um. So I, how old is the kid, roughly? Uh, the kid is about sort of you'd guess maybe eight or nine years old. 
He's not dressed in very good clothes. He's clearly sort of a, a vagrant of the city. Uh, he's got a bit of mud on his face. I'm going to hold both of his wrists, not in a horrible tight way or anything like that, but I'm going to hold him so he can't punch me, but still, mm-hmm. you know, quite relaxed. And I'm going to bend down to him, so I'm squatting at his face height. Okay, uh, give me a... Um, give me a straight strength roll. Do, do I need a strength roll? Just to... The DM says you do, so you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more just to see if he can he can wriggle out of your grasp. Yeah. Because you're, cause you're, what you're trying to do is basically hold his fist, uh, fist straight. Well, he's already been held. It's just more, of, yeah, just keeping his hands out of the way so they're not mm. punching me. Um, it, so plus three, so 17. Yep, you definitely have the size advantage on him. So you you, you very easily sort of like grip his uh, grip his hands and he's just, he's, he's looking slightly terrified because uh, he's got he's got so, in his hands this sort of uh, this leather this leather pouch uh, that you can hear jingling as it as his hand moves so i'm going to try and talk to him mm-hmm. i don't know if anybody else wants to do anything at the same time but oh, i'm going to try and talk to the kid so i i wander over to the guy that was actually shouting stop thief mm. and say oh, look it's okay i think we've got him not to worry what was it that he took? He's taken my coin purse. Give it, give it back, you vagrant. So I talk to, I bend down to the child. Don't you say to him, why, you know, is, why did you take this man's uh, purse? What, what do you need this for? I'm hungry. We can help you. I'll buy you some food. We can help you with food. You don't need to be taking this. Um, who was you trying to feed? Is it just yourself? He just sort of shakes his head and tries to get out of your hand again, and it just he drops the coin purse, but he doesn't manage to get out of your grips. I was going to say, uh, can I make um, a, a, a guess at how much might be in the coin purse by the? Give me an investigation roll. Uh, so, uh, investigation is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. There is at least one coin in that pouch. <laughs> well, there must be at least two, because it went clink. But, uh... That was a natural one, my friend. Mm. There's mm. possibly only one coin. <laughs> <laughs> it could anyway. be a coin and another okay. coin. It could be a coin I'm... and it just happened to hit a stone. In that case, if I can't guess it, I'm going to pick it up and have a look inside it. No, you find uh, you have a look inside, and it, you you would guess at around twenty, maybe twenty-five gold. Right. Okay. Um, Percival, uh, the gentleman sort of like strides over, um, and uh, and he's uh, basically going to demand his uh, pouch back from Zibby. It's like, give me, give me my purse back. Uh, I think you probably better give it to him. I'm assuming it is. Uh, of course, it's mine. You just saw him steal it from me. I didn't see anything of the sort. We saw him run away from your pal. We didn't see him steal it. But of course he took it from me. Look at him, the little thiefing beggar. Uh, Rana sort of is obviously, you know, stopped the boy, sort of um, gets down on his haunches and grins, but in a sort of, you know, slightly angry, predatory way and says, you know, did you steal the coin, boy? <laughs> and asks him. <laughs> Give me... Uh... No, do you know what? Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not going to make you roll for that because that actually would be pretty terrifying. Um, <laughs> so the young boy, the young boy, just sort of just shrinks away and just he's he sort of his eyes are kind of like locked onto yours, Rana, and he just sort of just he, he nods almost without like his eyes just don't move. Okay, 
Um, I, in, in which case, I'll sort of um, who, who, who's holding the coins at this point? Does Zimmy have them? Yeah, uh, Zimmy has them. Yes. I think. I, I mean, I'll hold the boy and I'll say, um, I'll say, give the coins back. I mean, I'll motion to Zibby to give the coins to the boy, but don't run. I caught you once. I've still got the boy's hands as well at this point. Yep. Okay. Um, so I say to him, I, I want to speak to the boy as well and say, look, there are other ways. I used to be like you, and look at me now. You could be like me. A naked monk. <laughs> yes. A slutty monk. <laughs> Something we all aspire to. Yep, slutty monks. Um, role model to many. <laughs> and I reach, I, I say to the boy, um, to teach him to make sure he teaches we, we we make the boy take the purse and hand it back to the man rather than us handing uh, the purse back to uh, give me we, uh, we, we stand around the boy so he can't escape but we make him <laughs> give it to him yes between you you manage to, to wrestle the boy uh, like this the merchant however doesn't seem to particularly care about the boy he just sort of cares about getting his coin purse back uh, if Zibby's still got it he will still be demanding it from uh, from Zibby just saying it's like can, can I please just can I have my purse back I want to get on with my day Zibby's there you can see he's sort of like he's gone he's gone he's gone very rapidly from oh god my purse is gone to oh good they've caught him to this is time to get in the way of my day <laughs> Zibby stares at the other three um, gently takes the uh, um, takes Steel's hands off of the, uh, the child's wrists mm-hmm. crouches down in front of the child and says you didn't need to steal it only leads to bad things throws the money at the merchant and says piss off and says um, if you want food come in me for five minutes I'll find you some food it's fine uh, sorry, bear with me. <laughs> the merchant in question, having got his pouch back, just sort of, he looks a bit indignant at having been told to piss off. You can just sort of hear him go, visitors, and just walks off. Sort of, you know, Zippy chooses, chooses to ignore that bit. He effectively, <laughs> he puts the pouch basically back exactly where it looks like it would have gone before. He wanders off into the crowd. Uh, the young boy, on the other hand, still just kind of like, he doesn't quite meet any of your eyes. He's just sort of like, he's just hoping you'll let him go. We're going to be going to look for, you know, like get supplies and stuff like that, but we still have some stuff on us. So I reach into my bag and bring out an apple uh, and I hand the boy an apple for now. Um, unfortunately for you, um, I have just rolled for him, and uh, as you uh, as you sort of like take your eyes off him to go and ra- rummage through your bag, he manages to slip free and just darts off back into the crowd. Bastard! <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like from his perspective, he probably thought that you were like pulling out, I don't know, some form of punishment or something. He didn't really. <laughs> I, I think he's, he didn't really quite understand your reaction there. I did use the word predatory in my description, but not that wasn't quite what I intended. He's a little bit just kind of like, oh, God, thank God I've still got my life. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so, 
And by the way, Siliqui isn't actually naked. She just doesn't have armor. <laughs> yes, yeah, we do. We do. We do realize for the, for the sake of the okay. for the sake of the audio. Yes, it's yeah. We, he, yeah, I thought it's you not know, a naked fact, monk. I'm not naked grabbing hold of children. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all above board. Not today. We, we hear we hear at trolls of the Two Town Bridge do not condone naked monks. Um, anyway, back to the game. Um, you continue along through the alleyways, and if I can remember correctly, you guys were headed just for the uh, Grand Souk. Was that correct, or were you heading? Where were you heading? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To the Souk. Thank you. No, we weren't heading to the Souk. Where were we were heading to? Where the? We're going down um, to the dye place, like the colourist. Yeah. But we was going to go past the Souk. souk. Yeah, to get oh, okay, some fine. food. We were going to grab food. And yeah. Then... Okay. Uh, uh, you take a detour through the through the souk, and as you as you come to the souk, uh, what you find is hang on. I was about to say, are we still going past dinosaurs pulling things and walk? Are we oh, still yeah. seeing them? I was going to say, cause basically, if Siliqui she wouldn't have seen dinosaurs and things before um, in other lands, but she's um, well, she's looking at them in in an artistic way um, as well as she walks mm. past them, trying to trying to save their image to memory you know that came mm-hmm. for later Aye. so yeah that is that is something that um the three of you percival siliqui and zibby would be sort of taking in maybe to differing in degrees but yeah the, the, just the commonplaceness of these uh, dinosaurs is just extraordinary not only triceratopses but even at one point you definitely see like the long neck of a uh, brontosaurus walking between the buildings and just nobody seems to care Whereas uh, Rana, of course, for you, this is just again, this is Tuesday. You know that uh, these beasts are are made to be beasts of burden in the city, but you also know you're sort of you're you're maybe a little bit wary because you obviously know the dangers posed by them should they break free of their uh, their reins, so yeah. to speak. Zibi turns to Percy and just goes, "There are some hmm. big fucking lizards." I know, right? How do you train them? They could they could kill us all. A lot of time and effort. <laughs> and meat. So to not kill us. So as Brilliant. you as you round as you round a corner and you come uh, you come down under the shadow of one of the hills just over here. Mm-hmm. You find yourself mm-hmm. facing the uh, Grand Souk. And again, it's probably unlike anything that you guys have seen before, the three the three non natives. Unlike marketplaces in um, I don't know wherever you guys have come from in the in Faerun. This marketplace is almost just it's jam packed rather than like proper stalls. It is just like it's like sort of a convention or something. There's just there's open scaffolding and stuff like that where people are selling their wares, bartering, you know, almost across across the aisles. You know, there's less of a pathway through the through the place and more just you know, just just try and step through the empty where there actually is some floor space. Yeah, and you can see in the in the Grand Souk, it's divided into three sort of arms leading away from the central area. And the central area is where there's just this this heady aroma of uh, of street food. This seems to be in the centre is where is where all of that food is being cooked up. And again, you've got your mix of uh, fish and dinosaur. You've got fruit being sold. Uh, you have uh, some people distributing drinks, which seems to be very popular given the uh, heat both outside and beneath the uh, canvas of this Grand Souk. Um, but as you sort of glance down each alleyway, there is a sort of a sort of pattern almost. It seems that certain certain items are only being sold in certain areas. So, for example, there is 
Uh, one half of an alleyway seems to be devoted purely to arms and armor, um, the majority of which seem to be these uh, these strange sort of wooden swords with sharpened stone rather than proper beaten metal. You see down another way, you've got mm. purely uh, purely spices and herbs and other sort of mysterious concoctions are being sold in one sort of corner of the souk. In another area, you have the tropical fruits and feathers. And you even have on one side uh, one or two sort of small cages where animals are being sold by a select couple of uh, merchants. At the middle of the Grand Souk is where you will find your food. And for a single copper piece, you uh, guys will be able to get yourself a satisfactory lunch of either tropical fruit or some sort of meat-based kebab kind of thing. So is there anywhere within that that's selling any kind of nuts or beans or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah. There would definitely, there would definitely be some. Yeah. So essentially, um, essentially, what this is, as I say, this is effectively this is your marketplace. So while it's got this uh, this flavor text, effectively, you can just you can find anything that you can find in the player's handbook in terms of equipment. Um, yeah. So for example, yeah, days rations, which I am just looking up, was well, actually five silver pieces. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so you will be able to find a day's rations. Um, actually, no, let's make that one silver one silver piece then, because you're just getting you're just getting a meal. You're not getting a full on like day's rations, say. Um, mm-hmm. So, are we just getting today's meal for here for now, and then once we're ready to go, we'll come here and get rations for a few more days? Aye. Yeah, go out, see yeah. the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I want to get some kind of nut-based meal. Thing. Aye. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, yeah. You guys, you guys will be able to do that. I just think it's one of those things we can sort of we can sort of skip over that bit because it's just kind of yeah. like, well, yeah, you're able to get some, you're able to get some food. Nothing, uh, there's some flavor text there for what you guys can see um, in terms of what's being sold. As I say, yeah, this is this is your marketplace. With the wooden sword stick thing that you're saying about, would would I recognise that? Uh, no, you would not. Rana knows what it is though. Okay, Rana, what's the wooden stick thing? Wooden stick is depending on the, the make. Wooden stick, either. Oh, sorry. I'm going to struggle to pronounce it, aren't I? Liqua. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So it's, got it's a, a it's a liqua. Uh, hang on. Oh, I've actually got it here. It's a yikul. It's a yikulwa. Yikulwa. What's that? Bless you. It's basically. <laughs> it's a wooden club, essentially, um, sheathed or amend or with essentially stone sometimes copper or bronze or tin or stone blades essentially protruding from it so it, it, it's sort of it's halfway between a sword a club and a pick depending on the design and what kind of what kind of makeup it's got so it's a it's a melee weapon and what's it what's it called uh, again? Y- 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 okay i was just looking under the monk weapon so it doesn't come under them as such is it come under but it um, have the so same the spelling is uh, uses is like K- a club Marshall. Yeah. it's a martial L- weapon W so it's not simple. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I thought I'd find out. It's longer than say a traditional sword. It can be balanced to be both thrown as a spear and used as a sort of hand to hand combat. Oh it's kind of still thing. a martial rather yes. than a uh, Yeah, it is simple. unfortunately yeah. Yeah, it is it is a martial weapon, I'm afraid. Although quite well, actually, cool no, sounded, on. if it does. Um... No, it's not actually. It's a simple. It says it's a simple melee weapon. Oh, it's simple. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a tra it's a traditional it's a traditional it? weapon of Chultan warriors, which is what made me think it was a martial one. But actually, it is described as a simple melee weapon. I don't think it's two-handed. No, it's not. No, yeah, because it can be. Yeah, it can be. It can be used with a with a shield. One. So I would say. I would say actually, yeah. If you wanted to have that as a monk weapon, that probably would count. I think it's one d eight damage. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, is it um, bludgeoning or something? Uh, no, it would club? be piercing because it has stones. It's yeah, pointy, pointy ends. End. Yeah. Okay. So, how much was it? Talking to the merchants, they sort of they do a bit of a barter, mm -hmm. um, but it effectively will cost you one gold coin. Okay, I probably have that on me, but I don't want to get them to show. Now I know how much it is. I'll, I'll get to come back to there tomorrow after we've seen Wakanga. Okay. It's worth making a note okay. of anyway. Wakanga's probably got some. <laughs> Sorry? Wakanga's probably got some. He does. He has some in the walls of his uh, well, of his villa. Yes. I'm sure he'd be happy to lend you one. Well, we shall see what arrangements me and Wakanga can come to. Exactly. Arrangements. So we have our mm -hmm. food from the souk. Um, is anything anybody else wants to do at the souk? No. no, I think, I think uh, we've... Uh, had a decent enough look around. One thing that I would like to do is, I, at, whilst we're doing all of this, I want to be kind of looking at the kind of things that people are wearing. Yep. Because I was quite aware that um, our our reverend was sweating, mm -hmm. and I I imagine it's probably not going to be great if we're out for long periods of time All right. so, and we don't have so, any way of dealing with that heat so similar to Leric in leather armour you're not as hot as Zibby was it is still kind of uncomfortable you know you can definitely you can definitely sort of feel sweat running down your back Rana of course as well Rana is dressed up in probably clothes you've made yourself Rana I guess yeah so sort of um, essentially sort of um a sort of a stitched mishmash of um uh, sort of different colored dinosaur hide sort of leather hide um and woven um, sort of a and, and sort of a tunic made from like woven grass that mm -hmm. kind of thing it'll be something that was sort of it's quite porous because obviously living in the jungle you are well aware of the sort of the heat and the humidity you'd have to deal with obviously you're acclimatized to it but you have sort of prepared your clothes in a way that it can actually be breathable um, and people yes. sort of walking around chalk. They're not necessarily wearing, you know, dino hides, but they are wearing lighter sort of cloths that are quite billowy so that they can uh, try and beat the heat, so to speak. Quite a few people also have headdresses of one kind or another to try and keep off the sun, be it a sort of a turban um, or in some cases a sort of a hood that they might wear. Yeah, just to try and just make sure that they're not being, you know, quite so beaten down by the heat of the sunlight. So Siliqui is wearing um, it's like natural linen and cotton. Um, they're very good for hot weather, basically. You know, it's like linens and cottons. Um, I was wondering if uh, if I see anywhere like just just as we're walking along, if there's anywhere where there are any any hats that look slightly like a pith helmet. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to force Percival down this particular route here, but. <laughs> If it's available, it will take you. Uh, roll me <laughs> dice roll that way then. <laughs> roll me, roll me a. Um, oh, what's it going to be? Either perception or investigation. You choose. Yeah, I've just sent a, uh, a picture to um, Discord of uh, kind of the sort of thing that Zibby stripped down to after he's taken his armor off. So you've got a skirt <laughs> thing on and leathery top. It, it's yep. it's a kilt. 
Right, let me uh, just roll this. <laughs> okay, so that's investigation. A grand total of four. Yep, you're uh, you're you are definitely not going to be able to find something like that, Percival. I'm sorry. That's, uh, I'm not um, seeing the hat. Yeah, I mean there are there are hats, but they are they are Cholton hats, so they are mostly they're mostly cloth. Um, you might have like a um, I don't know a fantasy version of like a fisher's hat. Okay, but that probably no, yeah you won't, you won't be able to find like a pith uh, pith helmet kind no, of thing. Fair enough. <laughs> Just uh, anything that will take the heat off. Uh, I'll, I'll look properly at a later time, just before we're about to head out. But are they selling things like silk scarves or anything like that in this suit as well, or cotton scarves? Yeah, there will definitely be there will definitely be a, an abundance of scarves as uh, okay. as they are kind of multi-use. But again, these aren't heavy woolen things to keep out the cold. It's more. I know it's more to put over my head as a headscarf if I want to, and then to be able to drop that yeah. down as a piece of fabric. Yeah, you can see you can see sort of like not. Not, you know, modelling exactly, but, you know, there's clearly people there just sort of, like, showing off how the scarves can be worn. Um, and there's just sort of, there's a multitude of different ways that they can be worn, almost like some of them are wearing, some people yeah. are wearing them as almost like a top. They can put them over their head, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, right. Um, were, you guys, were, you guys actually, were you guys actually buying anything in that I regard? Or? I want, not no, yet. No, don't worry about I'm, that yet. I yeah, you were just, you're just yet. seeing what you could see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Window shopping. Okie dokie. Sweet. Okay, next. So if there's nothing else, uh, you guys will continue on down through uh, Portney and Zaro. Getting past the Grand Souk, you can sort of tell this is now becoming much more commonplace kind of side of chalk. Before, you've been seeing kind of like pucker houses and uh, clearly quite well-off city folk. These are more like the suburbs of uh, Nianzaro. You'll make your way down and round, and you find a sort of a second bazaar as you head down and through, which is uh, this one over here. And uh, this particular one seems to deal almost exclusively in food and drink. It seems to be less of a actual like marketplace, like the Grand Souk, where you know you could buy literally everything. It seems to be purely catered towards accommodation side of things. And in fact, because it is mostly uh, because it's mostly food, and there's quite a lot of meat being sort of sold. Uh, the streets actually almost have a permanently sort of pinkish red tinge to them mm. where the blood has sort of run down off the side of stalls and stuff like that. Nice. This is really burning my nose. It's Reminds yeah. me of home. <laughs> <laughs> you continue on down and round and you've seen a couple of gate entrances uh, along the castle walls as you go down. One sort of like looks out into a deep ravine, this one over here. When you passed it, you could just sort of see past it that there was these uh, these tall mountains on either side leading into a, uh, a deep ravine that just leads off into the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the gate down... So, so it just leads off to the west? That, yeah, that just... Yeah. Uh, no, to the okay. south. Oh, sorry. Leads off sorry. to the south. Okay. Yep. Um, and then you have this gate down here that's just next to the bazaar, which just seems to lead to... You can, you can actually hear from behind this one a lot of sort of quite loud sort of moans and growls that sound a lot like a, like a greater concentration of animals like the dinosaurs you've been seeing um, um, so we can hear them from there how tall is the wall no, how tall is the wall sorry mm. was that the question yeah yeah because like you said uh, that's a gate didn't you and then you said like but the, yeah that's a gate the wall is about 50 feet high okay yeah so no, you can't you tall. can't see anything you can't see anything over it how tall is the gate it's probably bit higher than the wall i don't know maybe All like right. 100 uh, uh, 70 100 feet maybe that's fine never mind i was thinking about mm-hmm. vertically running up 
to, you know, if it was short enough to be able to look over, but no, it was fine. To go and have a look. No, it is. <laughs> they are interestingly these these walls on the south side. They are very clearly they're strongly built, whereas some of the walls that you maybe saw um, around the the dock side over here, these are very utilitarian walls here. They weren't they weren't very tall. You probably could have jumped up those ones if you really wanted to. Yeah. These ones are these are stout defenses, as they sort of face off towards the jungle. Uh, you continue on your journey and you do eventually you reach the dying place and as you reach it you get that sort of not acrid but you get that kind of that that waft of you can smell almost paint and dye on the air which is a wonderful description because i actually have no idea what that smells like um you go inside and you ask after uh you ask after umala uh who was the gentleman and was a master colorist yeah and after some time, you are received by a Cholton human in sort of red robes that, on closer inspection, aren't lovely and red because they've been specifically dyed that way. It looks more like this is just an accumulation of dyes that have just got on him while he's been working. Um, You've got red on you. <laughs> the gentleman sort of comes in, and at first he's just kind of like, oh, you're taking me away from my work. What's what, what's up? But the minute you mention the, uh, the advert, he says, oh, please, please, come with me to my office. And uh, he leads you through to this, uh, to this place that's just full of cloth. It just seems to be on every surface. Hi, so you, you, uh, you saw my, uh, my, my, my advert then? That's right. I saw it hit that. Yes. Excellent. Well, I, you see, I'm in a, I'm in a spot of bother with the Tepec Society. And who are the Tepec Society? Would I know or would we know? Uh, probably not. No, none of you. None of you uh, know what the Tepec Society is. Utepec. Utepec. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, who are the? Well, what is the Utepec Society? Well, they're a they're a they're a shadowy organisation that essentially they make sure that. Well, in Cholt, there are there are seven merchant princes. Mm-hmm. Each prince uh-huh. controls a specific part of the trade in in Port Nianzaro, and the Utepec Society were instrumental in in giving these these merchant princes the authority to rule uh, to rule this city. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they are very strict on anybody messing with the uh, yeah, with the status quo. Uh, anybody that 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 trades with with anybody outside the control of the merchant princes is considered to be uh, well disrupting the balance. And uh, well, the merchant princes have high prices, and I made the unfortunate mistake of buying some dancing monkey fruit from a from a unscrupulous fellow who uh, uh, turned out to be on the black market ah so you didn't know i yes i was i was shocked shocked i tell you to to find out that this man wasn't um wasn't a uh, uh do an, i believe him can, do can i believe can him? i roll uh, yeah sorry can i roll to see if i believe him or not of yes, course, insight, insight, it. insight check. Do, do I get advantage, bearing in mind my background? Um, yes, yes, you do. Uh, right, so I should just roll two d20s at the same Nine. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, insight is... Oh, I've got plus three on insight, excellent. Right, so, uh, two d20s. 
Right, there you go. Right. Uh, oh, nice. 19, ooh, very nice. Uh, 19, 20, 22. 22. Yeah, he's hella guilty. Um, yeah. He's, yes, he, <laughs> okay. he he knows full well that he was in Do the wrong and has been, as, yeah, he has been, he has been, he has been rumbled. Is Dancing Monkey Fruit, may I ask, um, Amala, is Dancing Monkey Fruit legal in Cholt to trade? It's, buy. it's legal, perfectly uh, legal to buy it from uh, Kuwaita's merchants, uh, who is the merchant prince responsible for trading in fruits and tedge and the rest of uh, the rest of the food and, and incense repellent. But uh, unfortunately, this man wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't one of her merchants. And um, well, I received one of these, and he holds up a iron uh, an iron coin which on closer inspection uh, bears the skull of a triceratops as its sort of uh, motif uh, stamp. Yeah, motif. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I'm going uh, to give him the eye and say, mm-hmm. what exactly is it that you're after us doing that um, Well, I have, uh, I hope, an opportunity to, um, well... Get uh, it out. Come on. Apologise. Uh, well... I can apologise for my transgression. Um, the Utepec, no, Utepca Society um, Utepca. doesn't doesn't generally uh, tell you how you can uh, amend your um, uh, your bad behaviour, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but but I have I have managed to uh, secure an audience uh, with Kuwaita. Uh, the merchant prince um she is willing to uh willing to meet me uh, but of course i might uh might not um survive uh, such an encounter uh, i would really appreciate um if uh, you could um back me up so to speak where would you where would kuwaita be meeting you Quaither is actually uh, this afternoon, in fact, um, in the public bathhouse. It's, it's just down the it's just down the street. Um, if you were if you were willing to uh, to to accompany me, um, we could potentially go and meet her this afternoon. Um, I, th- I think um, we need to have a bit of chat about this. <laughs> yeah, don't don't mind us. We all kind of um, also yeah, but- we have. We have no uh, clue of what he would offer us either, because he didn't in the ad as well. It didn't say about what we would get for it or anything. Well, I'm I'm but a but a humble dyer. Um, would you would you not spare a dying man? Yeah. Um, uh, I I uh, I did By the way, this this side Sorry. quest is literally called "Help a Dying Man." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the new eye again and just say. Give us two minutes. I okay, very well. And just, like, well. and just like nod my head at the door. He he sort of looks. He at first looks a little bit affronted at being told to leave his own office, um, but uh, <laughs> sort of sort of sort of concedes that you guys do kind of outnumber him. So with many, uh, of course, and and bows and just sort of just stutterings, just backs out of the room. Um, so I I turn to the other three and say, "He's you know, He's talking out of his ass. He knew exactly what he was doing." Is, okay. Is there anything? What do this does this uh, place, this dyeing place? What do they do? Do they just dye fabrics, or do they sell clothes? Do they make clothes? Do they? 
Um, from what you've, from what little you've seen of it, um, it does that does appear to be their main thing. The entrance hall would probably have had rich silks and cloths uh, decorating the place. Again, I don't actually know what the smell of like a dye works is, but you Horrible. would have like uh, yeah. Yeah. urine, yeah, yeah, urine, yeah. ammonia. So is there anything within that, if he doesn't have the finances to reward us, is there anything within there that we would find useful for our quest, whether that be the acids, whether that be the dyes, whether that be clothing? Is there I anything mean, within... that we would be able to take with us as a, if we want to do the quest, you know, that as a... I uh, mean, in terms of... It's, it would more be things in terms of like monetary value. Um, off the top of my head, I cannot think of anything that you particularly would yeah. um, uh, you would gain from taking cloth with you into the jungle. Um, the the main oh, the, the main tent. issue you would be stealing both from this uh, dye works, which you know could have ramifications. You would also have a hard time selling it. You're not. One I don't of know. The... I don't mean stealing. I mean more um, like if um, something you can offer him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, as payment. Again, it would be. I mean, uh, it wouldn't be impossible to say that yes, he could offer you, say, like a couple of bolts of rich cloth, um, which you could try and sell at the market to one of the merchant princes that sells cloth. You would know that from the Grand Souk, there were people that were selling, you know, clothes and stuff, and it is a haggle selling and buying sort of environment. So it wouldn't. It wouldn't be beyond possibility to say, yeah, that you could offer you some uh, some rich cloths or fabrics, and you could effectively just go and flog them in the in the Grand Souk. But then, from all the trouble that people are getting from the princes, it's probably not worth us trying to sell shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I do. We really want to annoy one of the seven merchant princes on the, the behalf of somebody who is. is let's be honest, she's probably not going to give us a. Uh, probably not going to give us a lot of cash and a lot of shit back. At this point, there's a sort of a timid knock on the door, just kind of like, can, can I come back in? One more minute. I, oh, of course, of course. And you can just hear it sort of scuffling <laughs> as he walks away from the door again. I I think it's it's a bit of a... It's possibly a bad idea if we've already had several... We've, you know, we've already interacted with one merchant prince and all the merchant princes all talk. They all govern different areas of the city. Yeah doing an action mm-hmm. which puts us in direct opposition to one of the merchant princes. Uh, Plus the fact we like... already have... We're promised yeah. some cash off of one of them anyway, so... I think yeah. we should tell him to... It... 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 It's gone. Aye, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, do you think we should ask him why the hell he feels that we should help him in a sense of, um... Is he somebody special? Is he some... No, he's not. He's just said, do you want to help a dying man? It's a terrible joke. Nobody would do a joke like that. Certainly not me. Nobody at all. (laughs) No. No, 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 absolutely. We're all very sensible and proper people here. Absolutely. (laughs) Now let's get on with rolling some dice. Okay. Yes. So, no. So I vote no. I vote no. I vote no. I also vote no, but I think we should be gentle with how we tell him. Just tell him to bog off. Uh, again, there's a there's a timid knock on the door, and uh, it's just sort of like now. Enter. Yes. Again, looking a bit peeved at being given permission to enter his own office, um, <laughs> the uh, um, uh, Amala comes in and uh, just sort of expectantly looks at you, just saying, "Well, ah, we've been expecting you." <clears throat> 
Y- yes. Ha- have you have you made have you made a decision? We have, we, have di- we have discussed your plight, and we have decided under quite a lot of pressure to say no. Thank you. No. Oh. We hope you don't die too badly. <laughs> die like a man. <laughs> I very much appreciate that. <laughs> it's okay. We're not uncaring, you know. We're just possibly not the people you are looking for on in hindsight of our quests and adventures. Perhaps. Well, is, it, is there any reason why you feel that we should be helping you? Well, you he doesn't want to die. I think. I, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody, somebody else, another adventurer will, will come along. And I mean, it's, it's not like they'll throw me an executioner's run. I mean, I think there's Team D coming along in a minute. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, very, very well. Well, if that's, if that's all I can, I can, I can offer you. Um, uh, good, good day. Have you got any of that fruit? What? Laughing monkey fruit, whatever it was, I don't remember. What is trust laughing me monkey when I, fruit? Trust me, trust me when I Dancing. say this. You, you do not want the fruit once it has gone into the dying process. Ah, okay. A dancing monkey fruit is. Let me just double check my notes here. <laughs> um, it is. Oh, why is it right at the back? Uh, <laughs> uh, Rana, you would know this as well. Okay. Um, possibly you know it by a different name, but um, dancing monkey fruit um, is a rare magical fruit uh, that produces enough juice to fill a vial. And it's said that if you eat the uh, the fruit, if you don't have the right, uh, shall we say, internal temperament, uh, it can cause you to well dance uncontrollably. Sounds fun. <laughs> if one uh, eats this regularly you will find that you will never be able to move without uh, sort of stepping in time so to speak to any rhythm that happens to catch your ears yeah. but it makes a wonderful in tribe, like that. In, in, in tribe we call this party fruit <laughs> yes it definitely would have been used as like a bit of a as a bit of a sort of light relief you know sort of uh, young young tribesmen would probably have goaded each other into having yeah. it to see Go who on, try, uh, and, try it. Yeah, yeah. It's like are you gonna you know, just see see which of them uh, starts dancing and then make fun out of them. <laughs> Taste is very bad. <laughs> but dancing very good. Was there anything else you wanted to ask him or, or do? Um I don't think so. No. no. May- uh, I think that's Can everything. I say Okay. So maybe we, um, I will say to him, um, if I come upon any of these other princes and hear them mention the name of Marla um, or any of their acquaintances, if it's within conversation and if I may put in a good word for him or anything, you know, in that way, I'm not going to get too involved, but, you know, if I can put a good word in for him that may help reduce anything, I, I will do that from kindness, but I'm not going to seek it out. I think he gets he gets the gist of what you're trying to say, and he's he's sort of trying to be grateful, but at the same time, very clearly, doesn't think you'll you'll carry much weight if you talk to the the merchant princes outside of this particular encounter. He's just kind of like, oh, thank you for the thank you for the sentiment, but seems a little unwilling to believe that you'll actually have any bearing on uh, what they'll decide. Yeah. 
Yeah. But still, it means we're leaving him on better terms than just no. <laughs> yeah, try, trying to trying to speak on his behalf despite knowing full well that he's done wrong. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he seemed okay when we met him. I don't know yeah. him from but, more than know, ten minutes ago, but you know, come on, <laughs> maybe Hitler, give me a chance come, to speak to you. First, Hitler was a vegetarian know. that painted watercolors. What are you gonna do? Hitler just wants <laughs> these plum pudding. Ban watercolors and vegetarians. There we go. Yes, exactly. um, <laughs> it's now probably creeping on in the afternoon. Um, okay. I'm not nice. going to say it's getting dark, but it's sort of it's definitely sort of mid to mid to late ish afternoon. So let's go off to the local baths, shall we? Are we going to the baths or are we going to the pub first? Oh, a pub. Because the baths are where Amala. Yeah. You're very, you're very sweaty. You could always go to the, <laughs> go to the bath and sweat and uh, get, have yourself a wash. There is that. Um, well, the public bath is where Amala's meeting that person uh, this afternoon, so it'd be quite awkward. That was my point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much once more for joining us tonight. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us a like, a share, review, or all of the above. It really does help us with publicity, and publicity is really what we need right now. If you want to find out more, you can find us on all social medias at TOTTTB Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B Podcast. Thank you, and good night.